0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to Inside Jerks. You can contact us on Twitter at InsideJerksPod, where we will be posting links to videos and music we discuss during the episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Inside Jerks. I am James. Hey,
1: I'm Taylor.
0: Welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> hey guys, what's up? This is a place where we're going to talk, so listen up.
0: Better listen. What's happening,
1: James? How, how long has it been since we've even spoken to each other?
0: Um, It's been a while since we've spoken to each other not on the podcast. It's been two weeks a month somewhere around there last time we recorded was like months ago though so i guess we've um,
1: been busy
0: yes yeah i've moved since we last spoke i'm back in california i'm in Uh the uh the mountain town of camino and i i live in a tiny patch of woods got about an acre in the front yard and an acre in the backyard all uh like cedar and madrone trees a couple of manzanitas in there too which is fantastic
1: from all of us living in the bay area i think it's a collective fuck you because that sounds sick so i I was just uh
0: i don't know oh Oh, man your (laughs) your audio just switched over and you cut out for a second and then it's just like (sighs) welcome to Like you just went into like total ASMR voice. I felt like you were like whispering into my ears.
1: No, I had a joke that I was going to say, but uh, (laughs) I decided to change it up. (laughs) Realized I didn't have anywhere to go, so I just stopped words. So, all right, ASMR is my new thing. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby.
0: I need to get one ASMR. I need Uh to get one of those ear microphones, the ones that are like shaped like an ear canal and you're supposed to listen with earbuds and it sounds like you get all those like sexual tingles inside your brain.
1: Speaking of listening to things, has has there been anything in in a recent constant rotation that you just can't stop listening to? Music wise or or,
0: spoken word wise, maybe? I've been uh, going deep on on Lou Reed's solo stuff and the Velvet Underground. I listened to them a little bit when I was younger, but like, I just took a deep dive and I was like, man, this is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, that's, it's pretty neat revisiting that stuff.
0: Yeah. And um, also there's this other band um, called Power Trip and they are really, really rad. Um, It kind of reminds me of like a thrashier, heavier Pantera without the white supremacy. So it's really, yeah, yes. it's really, really great. It's like if, um, you know, if you replaced like um, Phil Anselmo with like uh, Matt Pike's vocals from High on Fire, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Bay Area local native,
0: yeah, Matt Pike, currently living in Portland, oh. where I just moved from. Uh, that's
1: that's the past. Don't talk about Portland anymore. Nobody wants to hear. My bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah, no no, I I, I definitely high uh they, they oh now you just get me thinking about high on high on fire right now. And that last release that they had was actually crushing. It was so good.
0: Oh yeah. It's fantastic. Everything they do is great. Like 100 yeah. percent I was gonna go to a show tonight, but um I was hoping I would get scheduled earlier. So then, if it wasn't busy, I could just like ditch out and just like slam on down the road to Oakland. But uh, VR Sex is playing. Mm. That's uh, oh, cool. a super group from uh, one of the dudes from uh, Drab Majesty. A mm-hmm. Couple guys from other bands, um, but they're they're great as well. Check them out. And check out I'd Drab say... Majesty too. Like, yeah, it's all great. If you like
1: for anybody who hasn't yeah don't look this up at all just start playing it and see what happens because it, it's it's a very surprising very well put together not only musically but aesthetically obviously they they're pretty on on point
0: yeah it's like um I mean I don't really want to dis- like characterize it by any other band but it's just like it's like some of the best like uh goth electronic that should have been released in the '80s, and it's all yeah. all new ideas, and it's great. And um, yeah, I guess VR Sex is like a little more on the industrial side. Drab Majesty has that more exactly. kind of sho- shoe gaze feel. Yeah, but uh, how about you? Darkwave
1: sort of
0: a thing. Yeah, what oh, are you listening uh, to?
1: Well, these days it's tough because there's there are reasons why I listen to music one you know there are a few different ways uh that I listen to music one is walking to work uh which I, I've chosen walking especially these days just because you know it, it allows me to slow down a little bit so with that um I like to do things that are a little bit more calming or upbeat in terms of like a a nice sort of soulful thing you know like a slide in the family stone sort of radio stuff that you would get from yeah. that I like to listen to or or certain jazz, you know, depending on what style of jazz, it, you know, it can get me in the mood of getting hyped up or, or to calm down. And besides that, the, the, the thing that i listen to most these days, which is crazy is uh, there are a couple of things. It's mostly classical music these days, especially like when I'm trying to go to sleep and whatnot.
0: Who well, yeah, um, are you listening lullaby, to? Like what uh, What my lullaby.
1: My lullaby now is the soundtrack to the documentary Thin Blue Line by Philip Glass. So Philip Glass oh, yeah. just doing this super simple stuff, right? Just just music that's repetitive in the best way, and, and you could really follow along with it. And it's just that sort of soothing, if, yeah. if not anxiety-inducing, as some of his stuff can be. It's like this this soundtrack in particular is just really nice. Uh, not yeah. just the music; though, friend... the most interesting thing about
0: hmm? uh, I was going to say, friend of the podcast, Philip Glass.
1: Friend of the podcast, Philip Glass. Uh, good yep. old Sir Philip Glass. He's been knighted um he uh no the on this soundtrack it's not just a regular audio soundtrack it has snippets from the film so when people are talking about this police case and stuff like you just hear talking over the music and so with those two things together for some reason it's just that perfect blend of stuff to just make me wanna sleep like in in the best positive way and so i i guarantee when uh you know at the end of the year when spotify shows me like what i've listened to most it'll be the first track off of the Album of Thin Blue Line. I, I'm saying it now. And I would put money on that if I were you.
0: Right on. Yeah, mine. But my, just a um, bunch of jazz and, my most played is always stuff that I do for. Um, I'll make a playlist for a DJ gig. And then. Yeah. It's just like all the. Or if I'm writing some electronic covers, it'll be that. So it'll be like something I don't like that much, but it's all. It's been played like 10 times as much as anything else because I'm trying to like, you know, get a certain part down because it doesn't take don't have to listen to it very long for it to count as a whole play on Spotify, which is good for artists. Um, I mean, there are those people who make uh, like songs that are just a few seconds long so they can get plays and then they just set up like bot accounts.
1: I'm not sure if they're. I'm not sure if they're doing VR yet, but I think that that would be a good idea, you know. And I've been trying to. I've been trying to say this for a really long time, uh, but I think VR, uh, virtual reality, by the way, VR. I I, I shorten it by saying VR. Mm-hmm. I feel as if VR is is uh is an up and coming sort of like it's actually happening, you know. And yeah. Um, I feel like very soon we're going to have video games and I mean, I can't wait till the day that I I'm able to, you know, play with a, a lightsaber from the star Wars uh, saga. I, you know, I think those days are coming very, very, very soon. And I can't wait to to get into that sort of stuff. You know,
0: my uh, my favorite part of watching like old uh, star Wars documentaries is George Lucas continually refers to lightsabers as laser swords and it's the funniest thing in the world to me and this is like behind the scenes of like the prequels like yes. episode two 2002 he's referring to them as laser swords like it's not like it's the original uh, trilogy where they haven't quite figured out the name yet like this is like 30 years after we have the term lightsaber ingrained in all of us and george lucas is still calling them laser swords it's it's a beautiful thing
1: Uh, well you just uh there we go that's george hey george you wanna
0: oh george lucas just walked in george george George. coming in all right
1: okay george uh back up from the mic just a little bit this is perfect this is better okay that's perfect yeah So what are you, okay, George, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. Well, I just heard you guys talking about laser swords and uh, I was really, I don't know, I'm really soft-spoken at him. Sorry about that. No, George, so, it's uh, okay.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I am just curious if we're, if we're talking about uh, laser swords, uh, what color would you have if you had one? Like Seven. What? Oh. What, what, oh, uh, seven? The color seven? Is that, like, a synesthesia oh, yeah. reference? Color. Color, uh, color, color, yeah.
1: Oh, it's probably gonna be a classic blue. Okay, all
0: right, right on. Blue, classic. classic. Well, I gotta go. Oh, okay, so all, right. all right, all right. Yeah, see you, George.
1: He didn't really say goodbye. He's
0: just kind of... No, yeah, no, that was kind of weird. I mean, he I've... said
1: goodbye over over a microphone, but he he just kind of left. Like, he didn't give us a warning or a preface of like, okay, I'm about to leave right now.
0: Yeah, he didn't like, you know, point at his watch or something like that, you know, give some kind of cue. Um, I was kind of like buttering him up. He said blue, which, I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought he might would have said green, but um i was well my favorite that's the that's the thing i was
1: thinking green right because my favorite lightsaber for for my money um and i wish he would just come back in here and and but i guess it's not gonna my money green lightsaber i love luke skywalker's green lightsaber from the third movie and i think that the fact that he chose blue is very interesting because Uh, Of all the edits that he's done on the film, the most recent of which, uh, he had changed the blue lightsaber to not really be a a great blue anymore. He changed it to more of a greenish sort of a color. And I mean, I'm talking about the Anakin Skywalker, which is now uh, considered Ray's lightsaber, which is a whole other conversation for us to have. But I mean, I'm noticing that he's changing things. You know, he's, he's, he's contradicting himself. And I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Yeah, I—I I mean, it's an interesting conversation to have, and I was going to, um, just kind of easing into it, but I was going to ask, what he actually thinks about the Force Awakens. I—that would be a—I don't that's think that's a fantastic question to ask him. I don't think anybody's asked him that. It's, it's interesting,
1: huh? Well, I mean it—I <coughs> mean it would be perfect if if he would walk back in or something but i am pretty sure i just saw him drive away in his geo metro i think that was his at least cuz he does I mean, mention quite a bit he talks about his car quite a bit more more so than which is weird too because he's more like a hot rod guy but he 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 demands this geo metro i'm not really sure
0: why i mean well when you think <laughs> about it when they uh you know when they filmed american graffiti that was in like the mid 70s and, well, they didn't have Geometros yet. Yeah, but but like '50s culture, like peak '50s. You know, you're talking like you're Back to the Future, 1955. That was only 20 years ago. So like Geometro is even older than that now. So that dude's rocking like a 1996 Geometro. That's a, that really is a classic.
1: You know, to to break bit. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how. I was thinking about that in particular, Back to the Future, where it's like, okay, the 50s versus the 80s, it's literally just 30 years apart from each other. That would be similar to doing the same thing again, you know, and going back to uh, the 80s. Uh, but but it wouldn't be as uh, as fun-loving, I guess. It wouldn't be as saccharine and cool, because I, I feel like the 50s are just, uh, at least in media, it's a completely different time, make it look like a nice, fun, sweet time. But, uh, you know, we, we could be do. Where am I going with this?
0: Well, it's, it uh. is it is an interesting point that you make because I think, um, I mean, as far as what we what we do see on film in that era of the 80s, there was a lot of 50s stuff. So I think it's very similar to what we experience with the 80s now that people are starting to do this again. And, you know, that was like a nostalgic thing that people were into in in the 80s. So for us to go back to the 80s, like sure, yeah, we had um you know, there were a lot of things broadcast on television. Now we have the internet. So that's much mm-hmm. more that culture is much more intertwined than it was, but the 50s were big well, this in the is, 80s, so
1: you know, this I brings don't, me what's upsetting
0: for me, which is just
1: I I I now realize like let let's say uh uh when when Hugh Lewis was doing his stuff, we could say that it was more like a doo band than anything, right? Uh, or, or extremely influenced by that. And yeah, there's a bunch of 50s and 60s going on where people were stoked on uh, Back to the Future and Grease. And there's a lot of that sense coming back. A lot of the 80s and 90s are coming back now. Uh, but unfortunately, it's in this weird, fake way. And I, I guess this is what happened with the 50s and making it sort of saccharine and strange and, and just, you know, no problems at all. Is that they're looking at the 80s and all it is is just neon neon and bright colors and and super synthy synth sounding synths and I don't care for this synth wave or outrun or whatever you want to call it because it's it's not even cool cyberpunk 80s like it's not Blade Runner 80s it's just this fake over the top overly saturated 80s I don't agree with and now that's me being nitpicky about something that doesn't matter in any way shape or form but I just got to say, I'm tired of that. I want real 80s to be in vogue, Yeah.
0: Well, I definitely do appreciate that. Like, um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the music, but that vaporwave style, like the, you know, what Nicholas Winding Raffin is doing. But um...
1: There's that YouTube channel that everybody's plugged into. And if you haven't, I mean, you'll find it just by typing in Chill Hop. And you'll find a whole playlist of shit that just plays. It's basically a 24-7 radio. And it's just very, very simple beats with nice jazz samples and little bits of piano and Mm. stuff like that. Just as a side tangent, that shit is great. The stuff that is like, oh, this sounds like the computer from nineteen ninety three. It's like, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, well, that's um, it's interesting because if you do like go back in the eighties, a lot of people were watching movies that were actually from the fifties. So yeah. We're trying to do this recreation of of stuff of what the 80s were like that they just didn't have as much back then, but they were also pulling directly from you know movies from the 50s. Whereas exactly. what what we're what we're doing now is pulling from things that we're pulling from the 80s, like from like the past 10 years, and it just keeps like copying itself. And it's just yeah. like going over and over again and it's so far from what that was that that's gonna be you know how we look at culture nowadays that it's been like so intertwined with what we believe the 80s to be that we've like lost like what our own you know what this decade is all about we're like lost in this kind of like retro look at the past uh, but yeah. then there's there's great examples of movies like that you mentioned blade runner but there's also um this, uh, like sci fi fashion movie called Liquid Sky. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's an amazing, um, I saw it on 35 millimeter up in Portland. It's just this, uh, oh, this collector. He does, um, like, uh, his normal thing is kung fu movies. He does those once a month, but he has like all of these original prints of all these movies. And he does have a copy of Liquid Sky and it's, fucking amazing it looks so beautiful and the movie is fantastic in every way like all the dialogue is great the um the lead character in it plays herself and her male model counterpart that she's like basically warring with um the the aliens poison heroin and that's how um like that's how the like alien bug is getting around and people just yeah. zapped into vapor from shooting up this heroin it's like
1: oh it's it's disgusting. an incredible mirror to everything that was going on that 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 movie is such a time capsule in a weird way where no that isn't an everyday 80 a snapshot of everyday 80s right that's that's an over the top avant garde sort of artsy right. look at what was you know, maybe maybe when the, that was made, it was supposed to be in the near future or something. But what it does the, is that it all—it's
0: oh. well, like the it's like the New York club scene too, which was over the top.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So you you take these things <clears throat> that uh, normally looking back at a, at a film or a piece of art or something, you know, it's it's obviously something visual or let's say something that's audio in terms of music, and that's how we can look back at the past. And that's how we recognize something of oh, this is the '80s. But this is one of those fantastic, fantastic ways of uh, this movie itself doesn't just look like the '80s; it doesn't just feel and sound like it. But the motifs and the anecdotes and the analogies and stuff that they they've got going on in this movie are so perfect of a of a mirror up to society, especially this club world, which is like, yeah, this is fucking radical and whatnot. And the music is crazy, and we're all great because we are just artists, just without a leash, we're going nuts. But at the same time, there's this fucking plague of shit going around, whether it be, uh, you know, HIV or other infections through needles or through anything else that was running rampant, you know, unfortunately, through the 80s. And and this movie is, has such an interesting way that they handle that message, um, along with the pastiche and the satire of the world itself.
0: Yeah, that is eventually that... Um... No, it goes past the heroin and uh it becomes the uh the protagonist's vagina that is turning people yeah. into like light <laughs> light energy and they disappear it's like it's a pretty awesome concept and i love the scene her um there's a scene with her roommate and she's doing this yeah. like uh really like uh yeah like avant-garde performance in a club thing and she just has this like giant fucking drum machine that she's got slung over her shoulder and she's playing music off of that and then like screaming into the microphone and it's like it's everything I've ever wanted to do with music I don't know about anybody else but it's so fantastic
1: that's also the other thing that that the, the music alone in this movie was is so ahead of its time in such a weird way as well like the it's completely '80s and it's completely art '80s, but at the same time, it, you know, it's it's one of the freshest things that somebody could watch today, as Absolutely. as quote unquote dated as it may be. It's one of the freshest things because you, I guarantee, haven't seen you've seen things that are similar or something that's very close to this, but you've never seen the craziness and the insanity, the absurdity, the perfection that is this movie. It's it's crazy and it's a little bit hard to get through every once in a while for. for either the acting or every once in a while, like some of the dialogue is a little bit chintzy, but this overall feel of this movie has, has a, uh, a, the craziest, the, this feeling of it being more than just the eighties. It it has, a it's, it's ahead of this time and it, and it could be technically what so many people might think today of the eighties being in terms of absolutely neon drenched, uh, and, and just crazy over the top hairdo and makeup and stuff like that. But, its themes and overall themes, just just uh, and and emotions in this movie, just convey the '80s so well, and also just uh, so many other different, just sta- uh, goddammit, it, standard themes and hero tropes and stuff are kind of twisted and flipped on its head and shit, and it's it's just a a great a uh, great piece of artwork there, right there. That's what I say. Yes.
0: Um. There's also. Also I just heard about this today uh Paul Thomas Anderson has a movie starring Tom York mm-hmm. that gets released on Netflix on the uh, 29th
1: Yeah like, it's it's a like a visual poem I think it was described as Yeah
0: yeah it's almost like a like a silent film
1: which <laughs> actually yes like a yeah. silent film and it's a, it's a Tom York thing it's called Anima guys it's it's yeah be out there, but the a visual poem have you seen the unofficial visual poem of uh, uh, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, the Bash Brothers. Have you seen this?
0: What?
1: (laughs) This is is a musical poem about the Bash Brothers by the Bash Brothers, but it's written and performed by the Lonely Island.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And it's basically, if you take Beyonce's Lemonade with their interstitial, like, black and white, you know, spoken word stuff. Take that stuff along with, uh, beastie boys and, and a little bit of eighties videos. And just every subject is just talking to Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco talking about themselves. And it is incredible. And it's on Netflix.
0: That's insane.
1: It's like 40 minutes long or something too. It's incredible. So, and this, this is only the first one. They have a bunch of these to go. Like they have a contract for multiple, uh, things like this multiple content like this and uh yeah these these two of these visual poems guys together let's let's see how that works netflix is killing it right now
0: i did watch uh yesterday i watched the bob lazar documentary are you familiar with that
1: i don't think so no
0: we will be revisiting this topic next week i apologize for the interruption back to the show
1: that bending of space time, you know, in order to time travel or to travel through space. And the only way to travel through space is technically through time travel in a way. Um, And, and those ideas and concepts kind of fold over themselves a hundred times. But the reason why this sounds so real is because this is exactly what I felt like uh, after a DMT trip, which is, I didn't get answers as much as I felt that things were correct. I felt nothing told me things. I was inherently knowing, uh, you know, certain factors or certain empathic feelings that I had over either people or or just space and time in general. It was one of those things where it was just this total clarity and understanding that uh, time and space are, are almost, you know, there are these two different planes of of reality in a way this makes me sound like a crazy person, I know, but there's no other way to really describe this because you start forgetting this information once you get out of this trip. But, you know, I, I had this feeling of time doesn't matter at all. That's a human-made construct, right? And yes. even space as we know it, spatial uh, awareness as we know it could be completely off the charts, you know, unlike anything else, like, like unlike any other being could feel so it's like what we think of as oh that distance over there you know that's 100 feet over there and it's a ball well that could look completely different to another being because i you know beings are probably not even physical things anymore because i'm guessing that most of these beings who if they were in contact with us or or uh you know not us necessarily but this part of the universe it's like the the thing that makes most sense is, is somebody from the future, like distant future, to a time that we don't understand, where there are no physical things anymore, and everything is basically, let's say, for lack of a better explanation, kind of uploaded into the cloud, and your whole consciousness is just all interacting with everybody else's consciousness, because at some point, hopefully, that you know, that some sort of race or beings have figured out that that's where you go. So I'm, I'm to try and wrap this up in a weird little small bow is just. The, the idea of bending space and time is such a perfect concept, or it just feels like it's correct after coming out of, uh, I don't even want to call it a trip, but, but, a, but an awakening, if you will, of, of, yeah, DMT. oh yeah, totally. So every, everything that, you know, things that would normally sound insane and impossible sound a lot more possible these days. And who are these humans on earth to tell me, uh, that no, there's no life anywhere. And that, uh, this shit is not real when it's like, well, I can believe anything now because things that I felt were impossible are now possible just because I've, I've witnessed things myself. You know, it's not just visuals. It's not just feelings. It's, it is a journey. It is a trip in a way, but not just a, whoa man, this is really neat. It's, it's a, it's a Renaissance. It's a rebirth in a way that I can't explain to any people. And everybody who I have, have explained to other than you, obviously, because we have similar situations, like, Anybody else who I've I've talked to about this has no clue, and I don't blame them. And I say, you know, it's you won't have a clue what I'm talking about. This sounds insane until you do this, or until you, you know, come across something similar of a situation.
0: Yeah, I. Um, yeah, well, I grew up, um, you know, wanting to believe in aliens. You know, wanting this. Um, you know, this other. Uh, uh, you know the this other like world, something that could be. I mean, I guess access isn't really the right word. Um, but yeah, I mean, after smoking DMT, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, this wasn't just like a feeling. This is like some, like, you know, remnant of something else going on that we're only seeing a, a certain a certain section of of reality, yeah. like what, are, what we're capable of seeing. And yeah, it sounds, you know, totally hokey, but until you, like cross that point, then you're like, Oh shit, like this, you know, there's something else out there. Uh, cause the, the trips are so similar between, um, between different people, this, they all have this like very similar trip. So it could mm-hmm. totally be something that's, you know, interpreted by your brain and just like, you know, this place that your brain goes to when it's being like oversensitized or it could be, you know, this other parallel plane that is also existing at I mean at the same time as relative because yeah like you said there's no there um uh, and like let's the, just uh, say
1: those things are probably all happening all at the same time anyway. It, it's just it's gonna, all those things. It can't just be one thing, you know?
0: Yeah it's like uh yeah uh if I could quote Alan Watts it's like that uh yeah everything is happening now the only thing that is existing is now what happened in the past is happening now. What's happening in the future is happening now. It's all it's all in this moment that we're living in and it's just yeah. um, we're just uh, kind of like scrolling along um, a timeline or like a reel. Um, no, I, I that, completely that agree. Reel, that reel is all sitting there. It's all been there. It's not that like things are predetermined. I don't think that... Um, you know i i don't believe in like you know fate or that like all of your decisions have made yeah. for you but you know if you can imagine being like a moment in time is a certain point on like uh on a reel to reel or a cassette tape like there's a reel in the back that's also still there you're just like the playhead yeah. is just on what's happening now
1: Man, no, that that's that's great. Let, let me ask you this, especially since you just mentioned the one of the greatest things about DMT is that so many people have exactly the same interaction or, or trip. Um, everybody in, in blind studies across the board for decades now—it's it's, yes. people all have similar trips and feelings. Uh, that is one of the the defining things for this. Uh, you know, I can't even call it a drug. This element. Um, the most surprising thing about this element is, uh, is that it, when when you realize that everybody's had the same trip, versus when you when you think you know how connected you are into the universe, like LSD, you know the synthetic thing that's been made, gets you very very close to what DMT does, but it it's it's more of a recreational have and fun sort of thing for a lot of people. Um, but this element of DMT, the fact that everybody comes out of it feeling for lack of a better word, refreshed, you know, emotionally and physically free. Um, free and, and understanding of things, you know, like you, you talking about the, these different realities, these things are not like you're saying, with like a fate, there's, it's not like there's a timeline and it's already planned out and it's like, yeah, the alternate reality is a different timeline or like, you know, maybe the president is different or something like that, but it's not that simple. It's, it's, it, it's something as, You know, time and space is constantly folding over itself and whether that be super fast or super slow, I don't know. From my perspective, I'm just a human who knows what's going on. But inside of us, I feel like we've got our own mini universe in a way where it's like, you know, we have our organs and our bodies are supposed to work this certain way and you know how to... uh, Dis- discern how your body is feeling because your body isn't speaking in a language to you but you can feel what's going on in your body and how you're feeling sick because you understand your body you understand that there are these things that change with inside of you and those are very tied into the same sort of idea with like emotions where you know that it's inside of you and you know that you can't control it necessarily but you know these things are you know helping you to understand inside and outside how this world works in a way and I I feel as if DMT reminds you that there are connections that, that there are different paths that can be taken or something but paths I don't even want to use as a, as a term I want to use something that's a lot more abstract because everything is so abstract you know and, and I feel like I'm not going around in circles but just kind of like going from one point to another but, but it's, this is what's tough about DMT it's like it's such a it's all this stuff all at the same time I feel
0: well, I um... or at
1: least recognition of, of this sort of stuff
0: you mentioned paths, and I don't think that's necessarily inaccurate because the way I kind of see it is that, um, like every decision you make is like a fork in the road, and then every time you do that fork, the there's like this, um, um, like for lack of a lack of a better term, there's like another plane or a parallel universe where you made that other decision. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly in branches, Perfect. and it's constantly splitting up, and the this um when i describe that reel like it's like um you know you're born with a certain reel and then when you make a Mm -hmm. you know every decision you make the tape is cut and then a new reel is put on in front of it if that makes sense like every decision you make you're changing you're changing the the path ahead of you
1: and do you not find it easier these days to make decisions or to see the path of a decision or imagine things. Um, You know, let's, let's say like, you're thinking about, Oh, what would happen if I, if I quit work? Well, it could go this way or it could go that way. Right. You have these sort of like visions or these thoughts of how things can go. Um, Do you feel as if you're more in tune with those kind of things these days? Can you, can you discern an end to a, um, a journey of some sort or can you, uh, Understand which path to take from here, and they're just just on your own, you know. Let's say self. uh, uh What am I trying to say? Self uh, preservation. You know what
0: I'm so, trying to say. Um, it's an interesting thing that you bring up because are, are you are you more
1: connected to what might be coming in the future and what has happened in the past? Aka, have you do you feel as if you've understood more of the quote unquote mistakes that we've learned from in the past, and have you now? um at that same time maybe felt um more connected to how the future might go because you understand the past more like you know what i mean it's it's all on top of each other but so it's all this...
0: so yeah i mean i've definitely it's definitely easier to make decisions um as far as that goes and like how i how i feel about them and like that like regrets don't really matter because it's yeah. not like you're you're not yes. going to change it all you can change is how you How you process that or like How often you remember it like You don't understand that things
1: are A bummer and that you haven't ruined your life right now And you could just keep going and and the more You keep going you're stronger for it that kind of stuff Yeah
0: right um but when I I I don't really I don't really smoke weed anymore but When I did Um and I was like Like let's say for instance I had I had a couple of job interviews A couple weeks ago Um And like, I had this, I had this like good feeling about it when I was going in, um, just this kind of like lifted feeling in my chest and everything. And when I've had that feeling in the past, when I was like really fucking stoned, um, or when I was just like, you know, when I was doing more DMT more often, or like I was smoking more often, I was kind of tapping into this Mm -hmm. thing where when I was doing something where I felt that I was on the right path, because it's not like it's decided for you. It's like what feels natural and good to you. Yes. I would start to, to yeah, I would start to build patterns like within the sidewalk, like uh, the sidewalk is made of these like tiny little granules. Those became like pixels. And I was seeing these Mm -hmm. like um, things that were almost high hieroglyphic in nature or um yeah kind of like a mayan-esque pattern or like mandalas, like fractal patterns and those Mm -hmm. would get stronger as i would get closer to this you know this thing that deep in my mind i know i should be doing but now it more manifests itself in like this like it's kind of like a cool warmth in the center of my chest and i know that Mm -hmm. like i'm doing something right whereas like Um, you know, 10 years ago before, um, yeah, 10 years ago or so when I would feel that feeling before, like that would manifest as like anxiety. I was worried about something, but no, like that's, that's a thing saying like, you have to do this. Like, it's not like, you know, you can't look at it as fear. It's a, it's a drive saying like, you have to do this and this is going to be great um so yes it is it's definitely easier to make decisions and i know i'm in the right place and also at the same time you know that does you know sometimes that feeling can invert and it's just like i don't need to be here or i shouldn't be here and you shouldn't beat yourself up about that if you don't want to you know be in a certain situation or be in a certain place then like don't follow that but if it feels good just do it like
1: yes so, would you would you agree that things have now changed? To make it super simple, it's like with, things have now changed from I have this feeling of anxiety to I can't, you know, I can't get out of this anxiety. Has this changed to maybe more of a, a flip of a coin in a way where it's like I understand both these sides, things are rather equal, and now it's my decision to flip this thing and to see what happens.
0: Yeah, or versus more...
1: I'm not going to flip the coin; I can just hold on to this coin and I still know what's going on.
0: Yeah, or more so, yeah, definitely like holding on to the. Um, but also it's just like not letting fear get into my, get in my way, like balance anxiety manifests itself as this, like this fear that you're going to do something wrong or that, like, you know, this is going to change something later on the line, but that doesn't matter anymore. Cause it's like, yeah. To, to just, not
1: give into the fear and to not give into the hatred. It's like fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Up. Exactly. Going back for a second, though, the the flip of the coin or whatever, less so is it flipping a coin rather than you understand that that these emotions, let's say fear and coolness, right, or like anxiety and being cool about things that you can you now understand how much of that is just it is two sides of a coin and there's control over this coin. Now, let's, you know, maybe holding it in a hand and it's like I decide when I feel this way or that way versus let's leave it up to just chance emotion.
0: Yeah, or that um, that that's um, that being afraid of something is necessarily bad. Like that's yes. a that's a huge thing. Like you can, you know, you can choose not to do something out of fear, or you can just do it and like not, you no, know, not let that fear take hold as in something that you shouldn't be doing. Like it's oh, it's perfectly okay to like you know go into a situation cautiously, whether that's you know. Well, a job interview or like a, you know, a social situation or anything like that. I mean, I used to get like, it's that anxiety it's crazy. every time I went to a concert and it was just like, no, like, yeah, yeah. you're afraid of having fun. Like you're afraid of getting yes. an endorphin rush. Like that's what this, like, you know, that's the basis of this fear. And it's like, yeah, you don't need that that noise
1: no to be able to handle negativity and positivity and to understand when things might turn negative and how you can handle that whether that be emotion being emotionally sound or to be physically like removing yourself from a situation whatever it be like you understand how to navigate yourself and your brain a little bit more yeah uh but as as you're saying like uh too much of something uh, i mean I'm, I'm just i'm constantly thinking about this right the the idea of balance And the idea of of things in moderation, right? Um, And this could be applied to every single aspect of life, I feel. Um, Going on the computer is fantastic because you're opening your mind if you're using the internet correctly and stuff like that, right? Like positively and, and using it to expand your knowledge, whether it be things about your hobby or, you know, things that you're interested in. But bottom line is you're being creative somehow. You're trying to think of these new ideas and stuff, whether it's subconscious or not, but for, you know, too much of this could leave you, you know, lead you away from social interactions, which then starts changing your insides to be a little bit more socially anxious. And I feel like if that's a, if there's a balance between those two, that's when we're really in that sweet spot, that balance, that sort of uh, exactly where you need to be or like marijuana. It's like marijuana's a fantastic thing that, that, that daily reminder, if you want to do it daily of like, Oh, I remember how my feelings are. I remember getting invested in myself again. That that reminds me of that DMT trip that I had, which told me to you know uh, be really cool about things and to not have to worry about stuff as much anymore, and to feel all this stuff and to understand when anxiety gets the best of you. Like right there, I was being a little bit too passionate. I decided to calm down a little bit. But this moderation, this balance, is sort of yogi thing. This this it's it's within every single religion and 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 thought. Like morals that are out there and stuff, and and all religions very very similar. And this obviously, I'm going on different subjects here, but that balance and that in moderation, I feel, is so key to every single thing. And I and I feel like I notice that a lot more. You're, you're talking about these paths, and 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 I'm thinking, you know, it's like literal paths is maybe too concrete of an idea. Um, but you know, how how to how to balance your emotions, how to interact with the world, basically, right? The yes. world that's outside of you and the world that's inside of you. Um, from that balance, I, I that what you were saying reminded me a little bit of um, how I look at concerts. You know, you want to get a little bit closer to the stage. You can't just barrel through people because that's a little bit rude. Um, but you don't want to wait behind all these people. But you have to get in somehow, right? And I feel like the best way to do it. I I always talk about it being the vein. You got to find that vein, and then you. Yeah. It's this little small opening that leads to another opening that looks as if it might be cut off by a giant person, but you find another opening. And if you're open to this world coming at you and you know how to balance, you know how to guide yourself through things, you're able to find that vein, all those different forks in the road and whatever, and find another way out, find another way out, all the way until you get front and center to your favorite band, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's oh, yeah.
1: another way of thinking about that for sure. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there real quick.
0: Yeah, and it's not necessarily well, no. the the easiest path. It's the no. One that, it's the one that will work for you in that moment.
1: And if you fail, that's the best thing that could happen, because the next time you're going to do that much better. You know, it's it's the your failure is the best thing that can happen to you before you actually succeed at something. Yes. I feel. Uh, and and that understanding as well. You know, all this again all this is really just lumped together. Basically this, you know, long and short of it is that everything is on top of each other, whether it be sight, sound, physical things, emotional things, empathic responses. All these things are all linked. We're all connected by the force. You know, whether you want to admit it or not, that's fine. Uh, and if you think that I'm crazy, that's also fine because nothing really matters. Like Bill Murray said in meatballs, it just doesn't matter. Uh, start living life that way. Stop, stop worrying about things and stuff. And it starts getting a little bit easier. It takes time and it's not immediate and you'll never notice something happening like that, but with time and persistence. And if this is something that you really want to do, like any sort of hobby, if you're, if you want to do it better, you practice it. Right. I think it's the same thing with my hobby. Now is just to try and be a better person out in the, out in the world. And, uh, it's only benefiting me so far. You know, it's, it's, sometimes things are scarier because I'm trying to get out there a little bit more, but it's, that's good to have that sense of being scared and to tackle these fucking problems. This is life. Get out there and tackle the
0: life, the world, the
1: roses, get your nose
0: up in those roses and smell them. And even if you, um, yeah, you're talking about like conquering fear and everything like that. Like how fucking awesome does it feel when you do feel like kind of bogged down by something and then you, and then you conquer it and it feels oh yeah fantastic. Like, you know, if you need yeah. that fear to drive you, yeah, just break through it.
1: If there's anything nagging at you that's in the back of your head and it's just like, you know, I, I can't go to sleep because I keep thinking about this. It's like, well, looks as if you, you need to fix that thing and you need to find that. That's your, you know, emotional and mental way of dealing with something. Now it's time to get physical and actually do something in your life about whatever is happening. You know, yeah, it's and, like and,
0: uh yeah, friend of the show, uh, Jim Morrison says, uh, "Break on through to the other side."
1: Well, he he stayed more on. Uh, you know, speaking of him in particular, I would not say friend of show. He uh, no is not breaking onto the other side because his side is on your side, and there seems as if he built a brick wall, and I'm on the other side, and he has been very
0: rude to me, uh, yeah, or has he's not coming back? That's for sure. Yeah, I don't want him back. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's
1: really interesting to, to be very cognizant of this balance, this moderation, this sort of listening to what your body has to say. You know, I have like a little, I understand now what people are talking about with like that little voice that's inside you. Like, I never really had that, I guess, until just recently where it feels as if I'm talking with myself, Um, but it's more of just listening to how my body is reacting to things, how my mind is reacting to things and just being really open to how I can fix it if need be. And it's flexibility. And it's just like working any sort of job. If you're going to let something get in the way of you succeeding at a job, then it's a hindrance and you, you know, figure out a way to get around it for the next time. It's, it's your job is life and life is your job and you got to be able to bob and weave and be able to you know balance your way through things it's there are tight ropes and there are things to push through and all this stuff and it's it's mental it's physical it's emotional it's all these things and and when you start succeeding at it man it starts feeling pretty okay yeah it it feels good to make yourself feel good i think i don't know it's good yeah
0: i mean i'm definitely like um yeah, I'm feeling like a little bit of like some tension right now because I'm very like isolated where I'm at now and I just yeah. started two new jobs and I'm like I'm very very much on the fence of like just saving a bunch of money and then mm-hmm. just packing my bags and moving to LA just because I'm never going to do it again. You know, yeah. now is the time uh, to exactly. spend some time there. So you know, that's something that, that's in my mind. And um this... um Yeah, I was just in LA a couple of weeks ago uh for uh BugCon, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And uh, I met a bunch of really great people down there. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, and then I finally realized, like, hey, this is a bunch of people, you know, actually doing the stuff that I want to do and all of these things are happening. And, you know, this... You know, massive community of people, you know, a lot of them, a pretty good amount of them are LA based and they're, you know, just doing things all the time, like collaborating on different things and just like, yeah, it definitely seems like, um, yeah, to be part of this, the, um, this online community for like over a year now, all people in person, like they're all, they are all fantastic people and you know, I, you no know, I, I would say I made a bunch of friends, but these are people who, you know, have been my friends for a long time. And
1: um, that's a perfect you know. example of all of us being connected. It's like, we're connected yeah. in so many different ways that we cannot perceive at any point in time necessarily until it happens. And it's like, man, you, you start realizing I've been connected to this person all my life and I never knew it. I never even knew this person maybe. And yeah. there are paths that we've, you know, both taken, Let's talk about us even. It's like there are paths that we have both taken that are very, very similar. And we've crossed paths literally
0: and yeah, physically.
1: Like a and, decade
0: ago. And yeah.
1: And and we're coming back around somehow. And it's it's just all that. I mean, you talking about LA, LA just reminds me that there's a lot more opportunity down there for the stuff that I really want to try and do for myself in, in terms yeah, of
0: same here, different yeah. business
1: ideas and stuff. And uh, holy cow, I guess that... I've been, I've been telling myself that I hate L.A. for so long. Ugh, I haven't even thought about L.A., man. God damn, um, this is great.
0: Yeah, and I, I also, um, yeah, before we get too ahead of ourselves, I just wanted to do a shout-out to um, uh, Please, Franklin Franklin and Uncle Howard. Really cool dudes. Buzz, buzz. Um, you should listen to their podcast. I guess it's now Uncle Franklin and Uncle Howard. Uh, that podcast is Uncle to Uncle. A couple of very <laughs> funny dudes. Um, I also hung out with um friend of the show, Sleeves, also oh. a great dude. He's in the uh, St. Louis area, but um, yeah, really, really cool dude. He was nice enough to let me crash on his hotel room floor one night. Yeah. Um, yeah, spent a night um, in a different place all three nights that I stayed in LA. It was pretty awesome, just like roaming all around the city and just, yeah, crashing in random spots. Um and then uh also Skeleton Blood, Blair Gorman. Uh-huh. Very good artist. Check out her stuff. Absolutely. Um, she's uh the designer of the bug con poster as well as the um you know the official bug con art, the stickers and everything like that. Hat very she's very, very cool. Yeah, she did the hat as well. T-shirt, uh, right? Yep, oh yeah, the bug the bug TV t-shirt, buzz buzz, mm-hmm. skittle scattle. Uh give them the claw. Um it, the other uh, podcast that I wanted to highlight is uh, Dune Boys. That's uh, hosted by uh, Dickie Killjoy and uh, Jeff Gibson. Uh, it's a podcast about they Dune. i doing, uh, doing the... a podcast about Dune. Everything Dune. Okay. Um, we are in talks of uh, doing an episode about the music. Um, so I'll probably be guesting on that. And I do write the theme song for their show. So listen to Dune Boys. Check out uh, Skeleton Blood's art. Um, yeah, I mean, I think speaking that's, of art uh, and,
1: and worms, oh, um, and also,
0: also, uh, Ghouls Night Out, another cool podcast. They do a uh, live stream on Twitch. You could check them out on, uh, Ghouls Night Out on Twitter. Um, they'll post whenever they're they're doing their live streams. Also, very cool people I met at, uh, BugCon.
1: Radical. I, uh, will check those guys out. Uh, uh... Speaking of uh, ghouls and and worms and boys, uh, I suggest that everybody gets an endoscope and just stick it in your ear and check it out because it's pretty crazy. That's
0: my plug. I saw you posted some uh, <laughs> uh, some inner ear pictures,
1: guys. What, I found out. I didn't know that was a little research.
0: I did not know that was a home scope. I got a. Oh yeah, a, yeah. Check out my holes. Oh.
1: Oh, man, it's nuts. It's 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 the greatest talk about understanding yourself from the inside out. <laughs> I understood Ooh. now why my hearing isn't oh, absolutely yeah. perfect or whatever. I had tubes when I was a kid put in my ears for, you know, drainage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out that from that you can get scarring on your eardrums. I didn't think about eardrums scarring for some reason. Yeah. So there's this absolute white discoloration on my eardrum that uh, I didn't know about. And I, I start looking at stuff and looking at different pictures and whatever and realizing, oh, this is scarring. Um, and it's like, wow, that just makes so much more sense now to why I either can't hear things sometimes, or or it feels as if you know my 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 eardrums messed up somehow, whatever. But uh, interesting stuff you'll find out about yourself when you stick it up your nose, your ears, whatever you got, guys. You oh, stick yeah. an endoscope in there, you're not gonna regret it.
0: Yeah, I gotta I gotta come over and try that thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you'll try this thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yeah, speaking of balance and stuff, I I think this is a pretty solid uh, episode we've got here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I do, um, yeah, just one more shout out. Yeah. Um, They're kind of broken up now, but uh, I met uh, Jack Allison and Kate Raft, and they are fucking awesome. And they do a Mm -hmm. Twitch stream as well. Jack AM, also known as Kate AM. Um, But very, very cool people. Uh, A couple of the organizers. I also met Van Robichaux, super cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um oh yeah, there's one more also. Uh Matthew J and Steve Yurko host an adult swim podcast called The Deep End. Check that out too. I just wanted to uh yeah shout out all my uh BugCon people. Um all everybody right. was so awesome. I um yeah, talked to Mike Mitchell quite a bit too. Um I also met song and he is very cool in person. Um uh, mm-hmm. if you were worried um at all, like and, you know, maybe you song might be like a little, uh, you know, he, terrible. he seems like really like, you know, maybe too rad uh, on the podcast. But, um, but no, as much as like Nick and uh, Mitch are trying to fire him all the time, like you song is very nice and very cool, like super cool, dude. I look forward well, you know, that's, to that. Um,
1: that's great to hear, honestly, because I, I, you know what you song, it's good to have you out there in the world.
0: Yeah. You do great
1: stuff, buddy. Everybody should we have appreci- a
0: song in their life. I wish. Huh.
1: Well, how about how about one last thing? I just came up with a segment right here. It's called 2 for 2. In this segment here, we're going to talk about uh two different subjects and uh two different things under that subject. So I want to say like are there two pieces of music or something, music related stuff that you might want to talk about or uh are the and the second question is uh, are there two uh other medias whether tv or movie or something that you want to talk about two for two give
0: me give me what you got well we already we already did um a couple things earlier but like i couldn't i guess a quick this. shout out two for two i can plug this anytime um the band suburban lawns they're fantastic ah. i'm pretty sure i talked to them about them on our previous episode but let's just put suburban fantastic. lawns
1: hall of fame two for two all the way up on the board already yeah.
0: 1981 LP and then a 1982 or 83 EP, both I fantastic. Agree. That's the only music they came out with. There's, you know, they don't have much of a catalog. It's about 45 minutes total, and it's some amazing music.
1: You're gonna want more, but you're you're not gonna be upset for what you get because it's it's a perfect amount of just sheer brilliance out there. It's, yeah, it's every
0: everything they put out is fantastic. Every single song. Cool. Um, their their live videos online are pretty. Pretty awesome too.
1: Actually, we can even just do two things media-wise: two for two, two for me, two for you. Talk about a second thing.
0: Oh, I do got one. Uh, Deep Murder, directed by uh, Nick Carosi. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. You can rent or uh, buy it. It's uh, it's really great. It's a um, it's a slasher movie that takes place. Uh, it's a slasher movie that takes place inside of a softcore porn movie and the entire cast is like like relegated to only using porn lines and it's Mm. fantastic it's got um jerry o'connell's in it Kate uh azelton um and a couple of the writers are in it as well Uh, the cast is fantastic it's hilarious they uh they managed to just narrowly uh, passed the Bechdel test while having a conversation about <laughs> the Bechdel test. It's a, a hilarious scene, and I don't think they actually managed to pass the test because one of the characters has no name in the movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that is uh, that's pretty good. Uh, How about you? Per- what you got? Ah, well, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, so suburban lawns—that is a, a fantastic, fantastic. Uh, band right there. And I just wanted to pull up something. I wanted to do the same. I was, I was going to find something 80s and, and an offbeat that I've been listening to recently, maybe. Oh, here we go. Here's a little... Speaking of va- Vaporwave and stuff that we were talking about earlier, there's one person or group or whatever that... There, there's one outfit out there, Vaporwave, that is churning out some really great stuff. They're called Windows 96. And... Yes. From the, the yeah. color of their, the coloring of their uh, album to the, the way that it sounds, just everything flows so perfectly. And I actually thoroughly enjoy this weird off center synthy, but not fake Cynthia. Like it feels real that it has some grit and some salt around it. Like it's, it's interesting, man. I like that stuff. Good stuff. So shouts out to him, them. I don't know who they are, yeah. but they're doing great. Uh, and for for a movie, uh, even something similar that this, um, let, let's let's think that uh, Deep Murder was talking about, uh, you know, sort of satire on movie, also doing a homage at the same time, right? An homage to hard boiled cinema is Craig S. Zoller's uh, dragged across concrete. Now I was uh, a, a little bit wary going in because it is a movie with uh, Mel Gibson. That guy's kind of a fucking asshole. But uh, the way that this thing is written and shot and the pace of it and the characters that are involved and everything is just you know, Craig S. Zoller this guy is the new uh, grindhouse for this age, like it's just perfect, it's hard-boiled as hell, it's violent, but very realistic and doesn't show you that violence is good in any way, like it's holy cow drag the cross concrete, try and find that one Vince Vaughn Mel Gibson, Dirty
0: Cops I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, Well, yeah, I think that uh, just about wraps it up. There we go.